This, this, this is God Stories Radio Podcast. God Stories Radio with Fritz, Mike, and Tina. Hi there. We here at God Stories Radio are reaching out to you and your business to sponsor us for as little as ten dollars a month. We need you so that we can continue bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. By your business blessing us monthly, we are able to bless others weekly. To sponsor us, email GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. And you don't have to be a business to be a blessing. Visit GodStoriesRadio.com to donate securely through PayPal. Just press the button. You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, Trish, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. everyone and welcome to session 179 i'm fritz i'm mike and i'm tina thursday night yes it is right I'm here under right. the lights yes sir i was waiting all <laughs> no day place for i'd rather be <laughs> no kidding angie moore on mixler tonight angie we love you yeah, so angie, much angie i got i saw you where you were on mixler at like 5 30 in the afternoon and i'm going man i almost I almost started to broadcast just so I could talk to you, but we but we start at seven thirty. But anyway, it's good to see you on Mixler. Well, I don't see you, but I see your name. Seven thirty uh, Eastern time for 7:30. those of you. Seven thirty. That's fantastic. What's going on over there, guys? It's Thursday night. Yes, it is. All Got day, you. all day, waiting for this to happen. Your bright of yellow Jesus T-shirt on uh-huh. tonight. I thought you were going to have YouTube dapper. on, but. Another way to think of Thursday, it's Friday Eve. <laughs> well, <laughs> amen to that. Then this afternoon, besides getting ready for tonight, I was also trying to get ready for our little thing next Wednesday. Our little thing? Yeah. Our little That's face what you call for radio. It, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mikey. He's so nervous. <laughs> I am not. Uh. <laughs> It's going to be fun. I told him be. to compile his testimony into a few bullet points, and I think he came over here with a <laughs> three pages or something. <laughs> I don't know. No, you had it down to one page. Yes, I did. I'm proud of it. And that Mikey. also includes the two questions that they're going to ask out of the five. That's true. Supposedly. So, allegedly, that she may ask those questions. Yeah, I guess I better send the questions, huh? Oh, you didn't do that. I oh, haven't done okay. that yet. Great. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Babe. And if everybody's wondering, I'm going to dock your pay. We're going to be on. Uh, oh wait. Good <laughs> oh, life forty five. Right. With Barbara Beck. Welcome home. Welcome home. Good life forty five. She invited us to be on a couple months ago when she called in with her testimony, and that's how God is uh, blessing us. And who knows where it's going to go from there? That's right. Man, I I can't wait. I can't either. I really can't. I, I want to see wait. what I want to see the doors that open. You know, it's been funny because I've been like going back and listening to some of the old testimonies and it's just, it's amazing to go back and listen to those. It and really is. Remember when we listened to Fritz's last, oh, last yeah, week? yeah, that was really moving. And he broke down. You guys made me cry. Right. Yeah. Well, I listened. No, you made you cry. Yeah. And I listened to mine today before I <laughs> started you? doing the, the, the bullets. Which one? The one, number three. Oh, not the one where you stuck the phone up on top of the, uh, yeah. Remember that one? That's oh, that one, three. the original one. That's number three. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there was a point there to start to tear up. Yeah. Absolutely. I believe it. Mm-hmm. That's the power. That's the power of the Christian Absolutely. testimony. And that's why we have to guard it. And that's why we have to tell it to everybody. 
Amen. You don't think you've got a good story? I guarantee you've got something in your life that's going to touch somebody else. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what God is. He's, he builds a testimony in each one of us. Yeah. And that your particular testimony is for someone else to hear, to give them and bring them to Jesus and give them hope and comfort and encouragement. It's part of your contribution, you know, of your Christian walk. It's, uh, it's using everything in your life for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. So, even the bad stuff. That's right. Well, let's get to the shout outs because uh, we have some. We have a good guest that's waiting, mm-hmm. calling in from Canada. Canada. All right. <laughs> All right. Facebook likes. We, first one is Kelly McCabe Switzer. Ah, Kelly, Kelly. Switzer. Yes, Kelly. Yay. All right. Thank you, Kelly. She happens to be the wife of our Noel. last week's guest. You and bet. the next one is Noel. Switzerland. Thank you. Thanks for liking us on Facebook. Love that brother and sister. And then the third one is Angie Moore. Oh, one of my favorite people. Thank you, Angie. She's a fave. No doubt about it. She's on with us tonight. Angie, you dialed into a good one tonight, I promise you. So I'm glad you're there. Thanks. Thank you for liking us on Facebook. And again, if anyone else out there has not done that yet, wherever you are, and if you can, please do so. Like us on Facebook. Yep, and check out our website. It's kind of got a facelift, www.godstoriesradio.com, and you can go to the About Us section, and you can see our faces for radio. <laughs> if you haven't followed us on YouTube, uh, the you might, can do that. And there might you, be somebody that looks like Jack Nicholson. Yeah. <laughs> you can read our bios, and you'll know all the dirt. Oh, boy. So, Well, babe, who's our guest tonight? So, you know... We are always asking people to contact us and let us know if they're interested in being on God Stories Radio. And the beauty about living in this day and age is it doesn't matter where you are in the world, we Mm -hmm. can still get to you so you can give your testimony. Amen to that. Um, So this guest, as Fritz has already alluded to, comes uh, to us from Ontario, Canada. So I'm very excited. Um, His stepson actually wrote in and contacted us. Uh, His stepson's name is Bruno Carnerio. So Bruno, we want to thank you for doing that on behalf of your stepdad. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, thank you, Bruno. We appreciate that. Yeah, we're hoping that eventually we can get Bruno on too. (laughs) But you know, David uh, contacted us and that's the third week in a row that uh, these testimonies that are coming in are, they contacted us. Yeah, and it's really excited, exciting because Dan is not, um, who is his stepfather, who's going to be giving his testimony tonight, is not terribly technical. So that's why he had his son, um, you know, reach out to us. But he also has managed to put his testimony out there on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And it's called Journey Out of Darkness. It's available out there on YouTube. And with no further ado, I give you to give his testimony Mr. Dan Mullen. Dan, welcome to Thank the you, show. Dan. Thank you, Dan. I finally got a friend of mine that uh, helped me with it. Just going back a few weeks ago, and my son had a look at it and thought it was pretty good. And he said, is it okay if I submit it and like, give it to a few friends, that sort of thing? It's like, of course, that's, you know, that's why I got it out there. But I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Twitter or any of the social media sites. So I really didn't think you know, necessarily that it could go too far. But I did believe that God would do something with it. And here we are. You know, here we God. are. Here we are. <laughs> and uh, if, you didn't, if you didn't know that uh, at this point, we are uh, connected to 92 countries out there that we know of. Well, that's, uh, that's pretty wild. So it, uh, I'll, I'll try to keep from being too, uh, too nervous about that. <laughs> I'll just, I'm just talking to you. That's right. You're just having coffee <laughs> with friends. Right. No, so, just let the Holy Spirit lead. I will. Okay, well, my story starts out um, not all that great, but it's got a wonderful ending. I should say I just turned 63 uh, just about a week ago. And uh, so When's your birthday? obviously uh, 63 years of living. I've got a fair amount packed in there. Are you going to say something? Yeah, when was your birthday? October the 9th. Oh, okay. Mine was the 16th. Ah, okay. Well, happy birthday. Well, I thought maybe you were the same one. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so uh, kind of going back uh, when I um, you know when I was younger um, my mother was a single mom and uh, she had difficulty uh, holding on to the kids in general she had a number of kids nine total and uh, 
most of them she ended up having to adopt out and put into foster homes, that sort of thing. It ended up that I was the only one that she was able to hold on to. And um, actually, for the first five years of my life, she had me boarded out uh, with an, a couple that uh, that kept me throughout the week, and my mother would come and pick me up on weekends. So um, needless to say, this created some confusion in my mind about mm. who my mother was. <laughs> um, but... Uh, Starting from there, when I kind of got into school, uh, started living with my mother permanently, and she was living in common law with a fellow. Their relationship was very rocky, um, but he was kind of like my father image uh, for right up till I was, well, we lived with him till I was 14, pretty much um, most of that, that time. And, um, and then... He kind of, because he was my dad, I still had him in my life right up until he died, sort of thing. And he was a very difficult man. Um, my wife was, uh, my wife, my, my mother was working as a waitress. So very often um, during my childhood, she wouldn't be around uh, to much of the extent of uh, some of the things that were going on. But he was a very violent man. He was uh, literally a strong man in the circus. And uh, he was a boxer, wrestler, and weightlifter. And he taught those things as well. In fact, I believe he taught people for the Great White Hope going back in that time period. So we're going back a little ways. And he would yell and scream. It's almost as I think about it afterwards. He was like in a boxing match continually. You never really had a conversation. I can't think of having a conversation with him at any time because uh, it was never possible. He just carried on a one-man dialogue. He never shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and he would, yeah, and he would tell you, it's like if he was saying something, he'd even tell you what you, you would be thinking or what you were going to say and that sort of thing. He did that with everybody. And um, he yelled and screamed a lot. And as a kid, um, literally for hours on end, I'd be yelled and screamed at for no particular reason, but he just had this huge rage inside of him. So needless to say, it, uh, it had a huge impact on me psychologically and went on for a great many years. Um. By the time I was in high school, my early years, um, I, I, you know, I, I could be in a room for literally hours and I wouldn't say anything. Uh, I really wouldn't know who I was. I wasn't given much of an opportunity to speak. Like I said, there was no conversation I ever had with, uh, with this fella or much with my mom because she wasn't around. And uh, so starting when... When I was about 15 years of age, um, I started drinking, and I could get into any bar in Toronto, because that's where I was brought up, as in Toronto. And, uh, and I did, and uh, I didn't even get into strip bars starting at 15, believe it or not. But I was a lot older, mature-looking than, than my age, of course. And um, so I, I was really very broken, and... Uh, but I knew that there was, you know, that the people just didn't live this way. Somehow I was broken, but I kind of had a sense that this wasn't what life was all about in terms of how I was brought up. And uh, I recognized that, you know, it was pretty dysfunctional in terms of my childhood. But I look at a lot of kids these days and this whole dysfunctional thing, I mean, it's, it almost seems normal now, which it really shouldn't be. But, you know, some kids these days, what they're going through is absolutely horrific. And so that kind of is what mine was like, um, pretty bad. And I, I was searching, and I kind of really, uh, really sought out whether or not there really was a god. Uh, I remember going and seeing a movie, Chariots of Chariots of the Gods, and uh, it was talking about people that were having operations and literally died on the operating table and that sort of thing, and that they'd be floating above, and they could tell the doctor afterwards about uh, instruments that fell on the floor and, and what, what took place and, and that sort of thing. It's like, whoa, you know. And there was a number of people that had that kind of thing, so you, you knew that there, you know, this wasn't staged, that people were actually having this experience. So uh, it, it left me elevated in terms of... Uh, of knowing that there there had to be something more, that there was a life after death. So I, I started pursuing that and uh, taking out books on ghosts and, and, and things of that nature because it intrigued me. And uh, people that had uh, and spoke about life after death, books on that. 
it kind of just naturally evolved into a new age. And uh, what uh, what's now called new age, it wasn't necessarily, in fact, I don't think it was called that back then, but uh, what would be considered new age now, what Oprah Winfrey pretty much uh, pushes as well as... Uh, some of the other things that you see on TV as far as the talk show host of um, various different religions of um, Buddhism and yoga, shaman, and, and all those. And I kind of looked into a lot of that sort of thing. And um, I really had the sense that all roads led to God. Of course, I, I didn't have a, a really much of a Christian background. I, I did have an aunt and do have an aunt. She's still alive. She was a a Pentecostal minister for roughly 50 years uh, uh, for life. And she, she's still alive and she still goes to church and she even still teaches Sunday school. But uh, I didn't have that much of a contact with her. So I, I didn't really know the Bible that well. And of course, not knowing the Bible very well, um, that that can be quite a detriment. And uh, I think that that's the way it is with a lot of people, not, not really knowing the Bible. That allows them to be deceived because... If you believe that the Bible is the Word of God, and I always have, but I didn't necessarily believe that it was the only Word of God, um, at least when I was younger, but then I hadn't read the Bible either. So, um, anyway, um, uh, I, I went down that road of, uh, of New Age, and uh, somewhere in my 20s, I, mean, I was doing some um, theater work, and which uh, just as a hobby, I'd be doing theater. I also did some magic. The thing is, is uh, yeah, so I, I did some magic, and I kind of got into into that sort of uh, area. It's um, just trying to find myself to some extent and gain acceptance. Uh, at some point in my 20s, while doing a, a theater production, um, the woman that was directing it uh we ended up having an affair and she was married and uh, ultimately it, it broke up her marriage and I felt bad about it and uh, I still do to some extent, but they end up, we, we moved away from that town and I think that her relationship with her husband was pretty much dissolved. She wasn't in a happy marriage and we ended up having an affair and having a relationship of which I, I ended up having a daughter a very beautiful daughter who's now in her 30s and very successful and we have a great relationship and we always have had so um so something very beautiful came came as a result of that but um that was in my in my 20s and um at some point around there i, I started getting into yoga uh, there was a what's called self-realization fellowship which is fairly well known i think uh, the fellow that uh, started it was Paramahansa Yogananda, and uh, I uh, there was even a Jesus Christ who was um, sort of front and center of the teaching. The writings uh, were so so wonderfully written and so lovingly written, but not for a moment would I have ever believed that I was into some kind of a, a cult or some false religion. I. Uh, it was just too, too wonderfully written and uh, so personal and and great in wisdom and um, I, I truly believe that uh, that I was onto something and I became I was involved in that for well over twenty years and ten of those years oh. I reached what's called a, a kriya band which is and for meditation the highest level of, of meditation in that in that organization. And, um, anyways, it wasn't, uh, you know, because, um, that religion encouraged that you could belong to any other, um, religion sort of thing and that, um, you could be connected that, as that, as a self-realization, uh, member, but you could also belong to any kind of other uh, religious group that you wanted. So, of course... Christianity would have been the natural thing for me, and so at some point I, I reached out, and uh, at this point I was married to my wife, who I'm married to now, and uh, thought, well, it'd be good for us to join a church, and uh, I thought it would be good for our relationship and our marriage, and so uh, started uh, 
going to a church. It was then that, uh, you know, it, the Bible really talks about hell and, and uh, that there's only one life. And uh, what I was taught in all of New Age and, and almost all other relig- religions uh, preach is that um, all roads lead to, lead to God and uh, that there is no hell, that God is too loving, uh, that no, no way would he send you off to a hell for all eternity. That only made sense to me as well as, um, you know, in, in all other religions, you're kind of pretty much taught uh, reincarnation, that you come back many lifetimes because it takes a long time before you actually evolve to kind of perfection, you could say. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's quite contrary, of course, also to the Bible, which we're told that we have one life and then judgment, and uh, and that... You know, there's nothing mentioned, even though Jesus seemed to be front and center of self-realization fellowship. It was never at all mentioned about his crucifixion on the cross. Never at all mentioned about his dying for our sins. That, um, you know, that he did it for us. And that by our good works, uh, we can do nothing. That it's only by believing and having faith and repenting of our sins and, and believing that Jesus died on the cross for our sins that we are saved and that we only have that one life. None of that is taught. And of course, that's not knowing the Bible. That's not something that I was really aware of. So this is, uh, when I, uh, when I came to this realization that, that there is a contradiction to what I've been involved in, what I believed in more or less all my life. And I kind of moved along here at this point, I would have been in my fifties. Um, I should point out that, uh, because I kind of skipped a bit. Uh, previous to that, I was actually living in a rooming house, and uh, I was an alcoholic, and I, I drank, drank and smoked like a fish. And uh, I lived a, a pretty degenerative life, you could say. I, I didn't really, you know, even though I was involved with yoga, um, I didn't really have much of a future, really, that, that looked right or much going for me. Um, but I, I did have this strong belief in, in, in God. And, and uh, I was hardworking and I was honest. And uh, with my daughter at that point when she was still young, I was doing the best I could in order to support her. don't know that I was really much of a dad, but I thought at least I was being a pretty good role model as far as hardworking and honest. And I tried to you know, support and uh, do the best I could for her at, the, at that time. And, um, but there I was in a rooming house, pretty much down and out with, uh, not much, not much of a future to look forward to. And, uh, it, uh, somewhere, somewhere around when I got to be 40 years of age, I came across a, a woman that I'd known through the theater. We ended up getting married, but the whole marriage collapsed. Uh, cause, uh, we were at that point we were working in, uh, property maintenance and, and management, and just working our tail off. We had about 156 units that we were running, and uh, so it, it was it was very more or less just nonstop working, and uh, we really didn't have anything spiritual between the two of us. I think she was about uh, sort of the money got to her. I think to a large extent may have got to me as well, but at any rate, the whole thing dissolved and kind of moved on, and. Uh, so with my current wife, uh, we got together, and it's my current wife is Louisa, and we have uh, three beautiful children between two that she brought to the marriage and my own daughter. And uh, this is when uh, I thought that getting together and, and going to church would be a good idea. But at that point, I was still an alcoholic, um, and, and, and I was also very lustful. My whole life, I've suffered with lust and uh, cigarettes and you know, just kind of uh, ill, wrong thinking, wrong behavior. And uh, so we, we got together, and uh, she uh, actually was in the country from Brazil, and she left Brazil. She only had $30 in her pocket when she arrived in Canada, uh, wanting to give her children a, a future of what uh, they wouldn't have in Brazil. And uh, I met uh, Louise at a single stance. And we headed off immediately. And I knew that night 
that God was telling me that this is the woman for me. And uh, I knew that somehow we were we were going to kind of uplift and save one another, that we'd uh, been, by God, entrusted to one another. And uh, and it felt that way all along, and it always has and still does. And she was a perfect woman for me in terms of her background, which is also very, you know, not much loving in terms of her uh, childhood, and, uh, very, very tough and, and, and what she had to deal with. And... Um, so we, we got together and uh, we had to fight immigration. It was a seven-year battle. And uh, we finally, finally won it. And God was in, in, in that so much because uh, it wouldn't have happened otherwise. Uh, they were telling us that uh, she had to go back to Brazil. She had to take the kids back to Brazil. It was a, a real battle. And uh, we didn't get hardly any help. Uh, we, uh, immigration lawyers, they can really rip you off if you're not careful. And we did hire one. Uh, momentarily, and he took a retainer and uh, pretty much did nothing uh, while charging $1,500 for really having done no work. But we did get one piece of advice from him, of which my wife then acted on. And uh, the whole thing uh, was uh, key in terms of my wife and uh, those two children then being able to stay in the country. And we've got a wonderful relationship at this point. Anyways, um, getting back to the... uh, to the yoga and, and, to, and the church and, and recognizing that, that this was um, a, a big contradiction that I had to come to grips with this. Now, I, I saw a woman also on a, a, a YouTube station called The Eternal Planner, and she was actually a yogi, and she was laying it out, and she was actually reaching about the highest levels in yoga as you, as you can. And she was uh, astounded that at some point when she was talking to her parents, a a demonic voice came over her and she was declaring that she was going to destroy herself and her family along with her. It was like, whoa, where did that come from? She looked into it a little bit more uh, and came to realize that the, the word yoga actually means yoked. Now this is very important because you know, so many churches even now are accepting yoga in their basements and they all think it's all all, all okay and there's all different kinds of uh, contortions and different exercises and things that you can do. But it doesn't matter what yoga you're into, whether it's meditation yoga or whether it's the exercise or the breathing, it's all the same. It, you're yoked to the same thing. What you're yoked to is a lot of Hinduism because yoga and Hindu very much are hand in hand. That's that's pretty much what what it is, is yoga and Hinduism. And there's all these uh, different so-called gods, um, avatars, masters, call them what you want. But that's, that's, that's what, what they're called. But when you really look into it, you come to recognize they're not those things at all. They're actually demons. Right. They're of the devil. Exactly. And um, and so, you know, uh, when this woman gave her testimony, and I mean, she reached a very high level and was from India herself, and uh, so it would be somebody that I would have a high regard for in terms of yoga and what she's what she'd achieved and what she's looking to achieve. And she dropped it. She dropped out. So I, I really had to look at that, and I had to look at, you know, this contradiction in terms of hell, because I never believed in hell. You know, the Bible talks about hell more than it does heaven. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there must be a hell. And then I started uh, getting uh, YouTube testimonies, and uh, I ended up getting a book from uh, Baker. Her last name is Carol Baker, I believe it is, but I wouldn't want to swear to it. At any rate, it's Divine Revelations of Hell, of what's Jesus took her to hell for 30 nights. He also took her to heaven, but also to hell. And as Jesus said, many of even my own people don't believe in this, and you're going to write the book. She's just a simple housewife, so she never believed that she'd ever be able to, but of course he helped her, and that book has gone international now in I don't know how many different countries. That was written back, I think, in the 70s or 80s. I have several copies, uh, lots of them that I just hand out to certain individuals to try to 
you know, I've gone back to the yoga center that I used to go to, for example, and have handed out some of these books because I know nobody there believes in mm-hmm. help, so I'm trying to help them. And uh, so I, uh, we end up, my wife and I, joining uh, a church and not too from, far from where we now live. And uh, believe it or not, it was uh, even after being baptized and becoming a member of that church, uh, for the first two years still, I saw myself as a Christian yogi. This was actually getting before getting some of the information that I just uh, finished uh, telling you about in terms of um, the, uh, the, the hell testimony and uh, as far as this woman that was a yogi, yogini sort of thing, yoga. Uh, I, I, still, I still saw myself as a Christian yogi. And uh, so it wasn't until I came across the divine revelation of hell and those testimonies, as well as other people, there's, there's a number of people that have actually been taken out of uh, the, uh, the pits of hell, the last minute sort of thing, but they got enough, enough of a taste of it. Uh, but Jesus came and intervened on their behalf in order to save them to come back and give their testimony. And it's pretty hor- horrifying and horrific. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, the, uh, once once I, I came to that full conclusion that, no, there really is a hell, and uh, this whole thing of reincarnation is really, you know, that that's that doesn't sound like it's uh, something that's uh, also in line with the Bible. Then well, I, I, the I, Bible I says to, the Bible says that there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, and where the uh, thirst is not quenched, and the worm never dies in hell. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, no joke. Yeah, it's absolutely no joke. And um, so, yeah, so I, I. You know, I end up then at that point making the uh, Jesus Christ alone as my only Savior. And uh, and I look at certain facets of my life and, you know, like uh, I'm into spiritual warfare. Um, and I've had some pretty amazing uh, experiences with that. And I look at, you know, one of the big things that you do in spiritual warfare is you bind the strong man. I look back and look at who the, the, my dad image was and him actually being the strong man. It's like the correlation between what I had physically and what there is in the spiritual life. And I got kind of put that, you know, in, in front of me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then also in terms of, because I also used to do magic, I think I mentioned that. Right. And I, you know, I, I was fairly good at it. I'd go around the bars and where people were sitting and eating and that sort of thing, and I do magic and I do uh, various functions, Christmas parties, birthday parties, that sort of thing. So there, as an illusionist, when you look at the world, <laughs> we're really living in, uh, in the, you know, really like a matrix. You could say it's, it really is quite an illusion, um, and it's kind of like, whoa, you know, like that. The God sort of—it's almost like God's sense of humor that he, that he did that. And then I also look at in terms of the Bible, and, uh, you know, and that's part of the big delusion or, or illusion as well, is when you don't know the Bible, you can be easily deceived. And even if you do know the Bible, because it says even the elect will be deceived in those days. Mm-hmm. I think most of us Christians now agree that we are in the end times. And uh, it's it's like, yeah, you know, there it is, not knowing the Bible and part of that deception, that illusion uh, tied in with, uh, with not having that. And uh, so at this point, you know, uh, my wife and I, we have a beautiful marriage. I've uh, given up. I took it uh, to God. My my addiction to smoking, drinking, and um, my, my lustfulness, um, I, I, this was actually before committing myself uh, to just Christ alone, um, but that I just took it to God before I even had that close personal relationship that I have now. Um, just knowing that somehow God, because I tried quitting many times, was not successful at it, but I uh, somehow had it in my head that if I, if, I, if I took it to God, that he would find a way to do it. And uh, I had no idea how he was going to do it, because I, I was really addicted. Uh, um, 
you know, I, I smoked and I drank uh, every day, and the people know how difficult it is to give up uh, smoking. You know, they say it's as tough as heroin or, or anything like that when you drink every day as well. And uh, so I, I, I had to put it in God's hands, and um, and I had to uh, also at some point say, you know, I'm going, I'm going to be vigilant and try to do what I can to to not get in the way of this because, truthfully, I was getting in the way a, a good amount. But he kind of uh, laid it on me at some point that uh, it's time to get serious. And so it's been 13 years now. And uh, so I quit when I was 50. It wasn't until I was 50. And uh, my wife and I, we've been married now for 16, 17 years. And uh, we have a, a beautiful marriage. Uh, we've We've managed, I've gone from that rooming house, I end up getting into property management, I end up buying properties. Um, God has uh, actually been very, very good to us financially. Uh, we're not rich, rich, but I've got a number of properties still, and we live fairly comfortably. We've got a nice home. And uh, my wife as well, uh, you know, she wasn't sure sometime, uh, for some time what uh, she would be good at in terms of uh, what her natural calling would be or God calling would be. Well... It was only about uh, two years ago that she went back to school, and that was in uh, mid-50s or even a little bit older. So she was the oldest one, and God kind of really worked that through in terms of how she was able to go back to college, and she took a um, PSW course, personal support worker, and uh, she's now working a hospice. And, uh, and, you know, it's such a privilege and an honor uh, to be uh, working with people um, you know, in their, their last days. Mm -hmm. And she has uh, some really good impact just in terms of, you know, she's a good Christian. And uh, so, you know, to be in that situation, to kind of be encouraging to some people in their last moments. Absolutely. And our children, like they've all, you know, we've, we've prayed for our children for various things and, and they all have successful careers and are all working at things that they love to do. And um, we've, we've just seen God's performing miracles pretty much nonstop. Mm. And uh, so a big part of my ministry these days is, like I say, spiritual warfare and uh, also healing. Uh, I uh, started when if somebody, for example, would uh, indicate that they got some kind of an ailment or something like that. I, I said, can I pray for you? And, uh, and, uh, and you know, more often than not, people would. And also, I, I, I would see some people literally kind of be flattered because, you know, it is kind of flattering. It's an expression that you care enough that you want to help somebody, whether they understand or whether they are Christian or not. It doesn't really matter. And mm -hmm. I, I've seen some uh, instantaneous healings, and every time that does happen, you know, even my faith grows and for the people themselves. You Absolutely. see their faith grow. And, yeah, and yep. it's just a, such a wonderful thing. Shame, that's the uh, world we yeah, live in now. Everybody's just so busy. And people are surprised yeah. that somebody would actually take the time to say, hey, can I can I pray for you? We're all so well, busy. Can I, yeah, can I give you a story about uh, one, one of the instances that I had? Sure. Yeah, uh, one of my tenants, actually, and this guy's a pretty tough guy. I kind of relate to people, probably those people that have had it rough themselves or tough background because that's where I come from. So I can relate to those guys pretty well. Anyways, this is a tenant of mine. He's still a tenant. He's, he's a great guy. But uh, he used to be a kickboxer, and I know he drinks quite a bit. He's in his 50s. Anyways, I uh, went to his uh, house one day, and I could see he was really hurting. And I asked him what, what was happening, and he said that he fell down uh, and hit his uh, ribs against the back deck. And, you know, that, uh, he couldn't work and that sort of thing. So I asked him, I said, well, can I pray for you? And uh, he says, go for it. And uh, so anyways, I start praying for him. And as I'm praying for him, I can see a tear coming down his eye, you know. For a tough guy, I mean, he probably doesn't cry that easily, right? Anyways, um, prayed for him and never thought anything more about it. Then uh, next month when I go to collect the rent, I'm talking to his wife on the phone. And uh, she said, what'd you do to, to Terry? So what do you mean? Oh, she said, he came back in, whatever you did. And he came back in. I, he was as good as anything. He's got, he went off his morphine. He was back to work within the next couple of days. Mm -hmm. Whoa. <laughs> Kawinky dink. Yeah. 
That's amazing. That's how the father rolls right yes, there. it is. Praise Father. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's just a, a wonderful thing. And uh, so the, that's that's kind of what my ministry is. And, and I also, uh, I hand out flyers. I've uh, Like I've already indicated, I'm not very good uh, when it comes to uh, technically, so I'm not on Facebook or that sort of thing. But I, I've got flyers uh, that I hand out to try to wake people up, especially in these days. And uh, I've made a commitment to God, uh, to myself, to try to deliver a hundred of these uh, per week, uh, which I've been doing. And um, I've been doing it now for a few years, and I, I really don't know. I meet some people at the door, and you can see that people are hungry. You know, they they want the truth, and uh, it's so hard to come by now. Mm-hmm. It really yeah. is. We were just talking about that amongst the three of us, too, that, you know, time's ticking, yeah, we're running out of time. We can't waste any more time. We've got to band together as as a group of believers and and take it on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, that, that's exactly right. My my sense of it is is we've got what the world wants. Uh, you know, I, I'm, for my part, you know, I, I came up about you know being a Christian roundabout, kind of a, a knockdown, drag out sort of a way. But I have arrived and. I have a close relationship with, with God. I, I go into my, my closet daily. That's one of the things I can say about being a, a yogi. A yogi is uh, that uh, the discipline for the people that are on the other side, and I guess, you know, you could say I was on the other side, um, in, you know, without realizing it, um, but they're very devoted. And, uh, and um, you know, so it really helps me in my Christian walk because I go into my closet now as well as I did then. Only now I'm doing it for Jesus alone, mm-hmm. and uh, so you know you, you, you build up, and that's 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 the most wonderful thing you can have in, in your prayers. And you come to realize that the prayer, praying is so important. Like you can do the spiritual warfare, you can do the healing, but uh, the most important thing is actually getting into your closet because uh, it's there that you have that relationship with the Father, and then you get recharged, re-energized, right? and uh, you, you get ready to go go back out. I feel also that you know God has uh, put some things on my radar over the last number of years uh, because I have been a truth seeker. That's really what I've been. Uh, even now, when I go to people and when I'm talking to them and so forth, I tell them right up front, I'm not religious, but I am a truth seeker. And, uh, and this is some of the stuff that I find out. And I, I start talking to them about RFID chips, for example, which not a whole lot of talk is being being done. Uh, which I find really quite startling when it comes to the church, um, because that's already rolling out. The RFID chip is uh, in Revelation. It's the mark of the beast, where mm-hmm. you can't buy or sell without uh, without that mark. And just recently in India, 1.2 billion people have been microchipped. Yeah, they actually started. I think it was in either Holland or Switzerland. There were people that were already being chipped there voluntarily yep. at that time, but. Right. Well, uh, that's right. I mean, some places in the states, some uh, some businesses as well, in some places in Europe. Uh, but yeah, it's ro- it's rolling out. So it's not a question of uh, is this going to happen. Right. It's happening now, and uh, they'll just be you know pushing it more and more. And after a point in time, it'll become sort of enforced. But uh, I don't know whether you're aware of that. But the fellow that uh, who was an engineer of this RFID chip, he's on YouTube, and I've heard his testimony. This was before he was a Christian that he helped to engineer that RFID chip. Mm-hmm. He had a dream or a vision, and God told him that he had blood on his hands, and the only way he could get it off is to give his testimony on uh, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And he does, and he talks about um, lithium being forced in, uh, into being used in that, and uh, he didn't want that because. He knew that there's a chance of it breaking down and would cause sores. And it's got that written in the Bible. It'll cause a terrible sores. And it'll also change your DNA. Pretty wild stuff. Wow. Yeah, it's very wild. Do you happen to know yeah. his name? I don't. But if I would imagine if you Googled it, because uh, I come across it a couple of times. And he's very sorryful. And he's a Christian now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, but, a good uh, thing. Yeah. Well, it's a little oh, yeah. late. Oh, yeah. Well, if somebody else would have probably developed it anyway, but like he said... Yeah, in, I mean, he was just one of the engineers. He was, you know, but uh, all the same. Yeah. 
like you said, in Revelation, in Revelation, it speaks of it that it's going to come down to the point where you you're gonna you you're gonna be you you're gonna have to use it for grocery shopping if you want to eat and stuff like that. Oh, yep. absolutely. Yeah, no, that's 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 what I was going to say. The Christians in India that recognize the microchip for what it is that it, it is the mark of the beast that do not uh, did not accept it. They can't buy or sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just like in the Bible. Of course, God knows, you know, knows the the end from the beginning, and so He knows where everything is going. He's, uh, six, ten steps, or a hundred steps ahead of right. the devil. But, uh, Got know. that right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're on the winning side, um, but um, we, we need to get the word out because uh, I think at this point it's really a question of going after is. Um, <coughs> Uh, you know, going after and, and, and just spreading the word. Like I say, when I meet some people at the door, and younger people especially, you know, the suicide rate is, is uh, overwhelming these days because kids have a sense of hopelessness. They're mm-hmm. brought up in the system, you know, a deceptive, lying system um, right from the get-go. And, you know, uh, they, a lot of them, I guess, just don't see any hope. In our country here, it's just been legalized. I think it's today, legalized, or yesterday, legalizing of uh, marijuana. And you know this is a this is the, the big thing that everybody's talking about. Like it's a it's a wondrous thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you had alluded partway through your um, your testimony to a verse in in uh, Tina's favorite book, Hebrews, <laughs> Hebrews nine twenty seven. It reads, "Just as people are destined to die once, and after that to face judgment." And then 28 says, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away sins of many, and he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, right. but to bring salvation to those who are waiting Amen for to that, Mikey. him. Amen. Amen to that. Come, Lord Jesus, yep. come. Yes, come sir. Now. Woo! Well, he saved us. Uh, he not only saved us, he saved, saved uh, previous generations, our generation, and all generations to come. It's it's just mind blowing the, the sacrifice. It's all you know. His blood is sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I can I, I share some information that I, I feel that God? Uh, I know He wants this information to get out. And um, well, if it's coming that, from uh, God, absolutely. Yep. Go ahead. It's a website. It's called Love Letters from Jesus. And it's also in German. You have to put the German part in or as well, or otherwise you might get hooked up to the enemy because he likes to mimic and hijack. Mm-hmm. And the German part is Leap, Leap Brief, if you know how that's spelled. L-E-I-B-R-I-E-F, I believe. Von, V-O-N, which is Jesus, which is just German for love letters from Jesus. Okay. And... Um, yeah, that's just just an amazing website. Uh, I've uh, shared this. I've handed out flyers on this, uh, literally thousands of them at this point. And uh, I've taken it to a number of pastors. And um, there's some one of them that's been able to come back to me and not and you know and say that uh, they don't believe it's Jesus. Uh, and uh, he is talking about these times. It's just a, a phenomenal website. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe that uh, this is the generation. We are yep. the generation to, uh, yep. in a in the blink of an eye. Yeah, that's exactly right. As Fritz says, I'm already yeah. packed. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're living in, in amazing times, mm-hmm. and uh, w- what I what I get is uh, when the dome on the rock is destroyed, fall to your knees. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, with Trump uh, bringing Jerusalem as the uh, as the capital of Israel, it's just a, a huge. Uh, oh, absolutely! And in a couple yeah. other countries, I've seen since of trying to follow suit. So, mm-hmm. so well, yeah. thank you, Dan. Well, I thank you very much for the opportunity. Uh, I, again, I, I don't know how good I was in terms of getting my. Uh, but the big thing is, is I, I, I think what I want to emphasize is there is false religions. The only true religion, I've come to realize that when I got out of yoga, the only true religion, and Jesus says, I am, I am the only way, the truth, the, the life. life. And, uh, and, and that's it. You know, if that, that is it. So I 
highly encouraged. I'm sure that there's some people, I hope there's some people from Self-Realization Fellowship that are listening and hear this. Uh, I, I love them all. I, you know, they're so devoted and so loving. I'm sure most of them haven't got a clue what they're connected to, as it is with a lot of false religions and mm-hmm. cults. So, well, it's, uh, it's not I, really a religion either. It's a relationship with Father. With Christ? You're yes. right. You're, you're right. That's why I say I'm, I'm not, that's why I say the first thing when I'm, when I'm talking to somebody, I'm not a religious person, but I, I sure do love Jesus. Yeah. Amen to that. And there is a bunch of people on Mixler tonight. I can't see who you are. If you follow us, I can. Uh, Francis Smith, I do see you. Thank you for following <laughs> us on Mixler. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed the show thus far. And there's several other people on. I don't know uh, who you are, where you're listening from, but welcome. Welcome to the show. You're all part of the GSR family now. And how can they contact us? GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. Or they can like us on Facebook. And they can, what else can they they do? They can tweet us. They can tweet us on Twitter. What were you going to say? Have I made a shout out to my church? Yes. Yes, at the crossroads. I want to say hi to especially all the intercessory prayer group and to my pastor, Travis, and uh, to what I feel is a Holy Spirit church. I want to say hi to my friends at Maranatha. Wonderful. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. <laughs> Hello from God Stories Radio yes. here in sunny Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I think Florida's forgotten that it's uh, fall. Yeah, right. And yeah, what is that? It was 90 degrees again today. 91. Oh, gosh. Whoa. Goodness gracious. Well, listen, any of you listening to uh, to uh, Dan's testimony, you're next. <laughs> yes. If, do- if God's tugging at your heart to give you testimony, just uh, contact us through the ways we had just mentioned. Um, you can call in as Dan did, and he called all the way from Canada. Canada. Yes. And um, if, you, if you so, I mean, we definitely would rather have you sitting here. Um, but you can even write it in, and, and uh, we can read it. We've written, we've... Uh, read some that came from Australia. Yeah. So, and we've, we've even uh, read uh, Stents and People's Days. They wrote in. They were amazing. There was like this two-hour yeah, Stent and Somebody's amazing. Day that was just amazing. And we, we ended up reading that. That's a God story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any place where God shows up and shows off is a God story. And we want right to hear there. it. Yes, yeah. we do. Our listeners want to hear it. Yes, they do. You got that right. Second. Also, too, we don't uh, we don't ask for any money. But if uh, God tugs at your heart, uh, we have a button on GodStoriesRadio.com, and feel free to to push it. Yeah, it was. We were talking about a tax man is coming soon. <laughs> Taxes are coming, and uh, we have to file like the big boys. So it's around three or four hundred dollars a year that we have to do that. So well, then is all the other stuff too. All so. the other stuff, but uh, God has provided and been yes, so has, good and so. gracious to us, and we just appreciate anybody and everybody that that has given in the past and and uh, and we thank you and you've been a blessing it's enough of that yes sir button godstoriesradio.com <laughs> what were you going to say babe i cut you off no that's okay i was just thinking you know the key takeaways from this testimony you know all roads do not lead to god it's probably one no. of the most key things people need to hear i guess it's the new age thing well, right. you know, and I think it just tends to fit in with this day and age. Right. You know, everybody doesn't want to offend everybody. And, you know, they're just like, yeah. hey, you do you. And, you know, mm-hmm. that, that doesn't work. man, it's killing right. us. Yeah, it wow. really doesn't work. It does, um, not, does not. Remember remember what I said earlier. It, it, uh, Jesus said that when, if, if you end up going south instead of north, if you end up going to hell, um, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth where the worm never dies and the quench, the thirst is never quenched. That is not a place I want to go. Nope. And also another key takeaway, you know, a lot of people don't believe in hell in this day and age. Mm -hmm. They just think that they die and they don't go anywhere. Mm. Well, we were created to be eternal beings. You know, we're going to spend eternity somewhere. Somewhere. So you've got to make a decision where you want to spend that eternity because you're going somewhere. Yep, because the world's doing a good job of distracting you from it. Yeah, Satan, yep. does, that's what his, his main game is. Yep, you do you, right. do what feels good. 
it feels right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a society, we're a very non-judgmental society, but there is a judgment coming. There is. Yeah. And you will be held accountable. Oh, you got that right, babe. <clears throat> These are words that people don't want to hear, but everything that um, Dan just touched on in yep. his testimony. We're going to pray for Dan, too, because, uh, you know, he's he's out there uh, beating the pavement. Yeah, he is. You know, even with his flyers, yeah, he might not be a techie. A week. You know, that's okay. But right. if you got a mouth, yep. there you go. Right. You got a, and a just, willing heart. Just as that verse that I read from Hebrews 9.27, just as people are destined to die once and after that, judgment. Man. Woo. Each and every one of you out there, you have a gifting to do something. Don't just sit back and don't allow your gifts to be used. You can be praying for people. You can be out there talking to people. You can be doing so much, you know, to help, you know, let this world know about what's coming and what's happening. You know, every week for the last month, I think we've talked about how the time is getting closer and closer. It's drawing nearer and nearer. We're seeing our society change. What are you doing to be a part of it? Because, you don't want to be that servant that got that Jesus confronts and says, "Well, what did you do? Mm. You know, with the gifts that I gave you, what did you do with them? Did you bury them in the ground? I don't want to rewind that film. No. Did you multiply them? What did you do? You know, so do something. Don't just sit back. Do something. Amen. Amen. Amen to that. Well, we just appreciate everybody being with us. Dan, hang on the line for just a minute uh, so we can say goodbye oh. to you, but. Um, all right. th- thanks for everybody tuning in tonight. Man, I could just I oh, yeah. sit here was, all night. This was good. This is great. Uh-huh. So thanks, like everybody. Fritz said, those all those people on um, Mixler, if you go to our website and sign up, we, he can see who you are uh, on Mixler. Give and me it, a shout out. And then uh, you'll get a notice every time we... Uh, yep. Give you a little notice when, before. We, yeah. when we go on. Yep. So then you can tune in and... Uh, Anytime. We're always uh, right here every Thursday and uh, no place we'd rather be. Yep. And don't forget to tell a friend about God Stories tell Radio. Tell a friend about God tell Stories Radio. We're a, we're a free resource and, uh, you know, uh, bringing hope and comfort's been our only agenda. That's it. Since it started. It's God's gig. We're well, just, I do uh, want to ask before we sign off, because the next time we're on, we will already have done the TV thing. Yes. So all our listeners out there, I'm asking to please uh, pray for us as we make that step uh, next Wednesday um, as our faces for radio on TV. Um, but just uh, pray for us. And hopefully uh, there's a reason why we're, we're going there and God will open up some doors. Amen. Thank you. Just so more people can uh, take advantage of what God's doing here. That's it. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in once again. That about wraps it up for Session 179. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless. God bless. God bless. Be thrown into the midst of the sea